look at your ads and figure out exactly which elements are working, pinpoint those, and then find a way to recreate them and iterate, iterate, iterate. That's what we've been doing and that's the success that we've seen. Don't get demoralized if the stuff isn't working. The lifespan of the creative is only lasting two, three days and you're finding that TikTok's just not allocating any spend to it anymore. That's okay. That's TikTok telling you that it wouldn't work at 15K a day and you wouldn't want to spend 15K a day. And that's where we then go back to start testing again. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does, that's where the massive wins come in. Keep pushing through, even if you don't find success at the beginning. As long as you find little breadcrumbs to follow, eventually it's just going to absolutely take off. DTC marketers, let's get real. How many hours have you wasted searching for brand influencers only to come up empty-handed? It's time to stop spending time searching, scrolling, and haggling with influencers and start using creator marketing with Hashtag Paid. With Hashtag Paid, you can find your perfect creator match for your brand in less than 10 minutes every time. Getting started is easy. Just select your audience, campaign objectives, pick from a short list of creators, and hit run. It's just that easy. There's a reason why Hashtag Paid is the number one rated influencer marketing platform for D2C brands. As a D2C listener, you can even get credits for your first campaign. Just go to go.hashtagpaid.com slash DTCpod to get started. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler. It is Wednesday. My name's Eric, and I am here with Spencer and Nikita from our content and TikTok teams. I wanted to start, TikTok is just blowing up. Everyone knows uh, TikTok's ad platform recently just announced their goals of doubling uh, the ad revenue they're going to drive in, uh, in 2022 alone. So it's super exciting. So what are we doing to contribute to the doubling of uh, TikTok ad spends out there? We're doing as much as we can to uh, to double their rev with our ad spend, but hopefully we're, we're doing just our small little part. But for a company and for, for Pothouse, it's just absolutely cranking out beginning of 2022 here, and we're stoked about it. We have multiple clients that have just seen tremendous growth, especially within uh, February. We have one in, in particular that we've been able to break down our, our creative in, in a way that we were able to test very efficiently and effectively. For a brand like that, just to give a, an example, we were able to, to scale up from you know, 1.5K 1, 1. a day all the way up to 20K a day. And we've been hitting over Black Friday numbers on their Shopify for about 12 days straight now using this method. Amazing, and what niche is this? This one in particular is a skincare and, and skincare products. Uh, very well aligned with with TikTok at the moment, and we're, and we're really capitalizing on it. Amazing. So, so you mentioned this creative process. Uh, what is the creative process that has allowed you to uh, achieve these heights? So everybody knows that that TikTok is super creative focused, and uh, we're just trying to do as best we can to like fit in on on TikTok and then fit in for the brand and match those things together so that when we're actually testing, we test efficiently and and. Most importantly on TikTok, it's actually replicable and we can do it over and over. And we urge that the brands listening right now take some notes, see if they can get whatever they can from it and uh, hopefully try it out themselves. One of the biggest things that, that, that we find with the creative is that people really want to fit in on TikTok. And a lot of the times that does come down to trying to fit in with the trends that are coming. And the trends are always new ones are coming up. You can always make little funny jokes and uh, fit in in that way. And for that style of creative, you can absolutely catch lightning in a bottle. People can resonate with that with that trend that might be coming around, and then it can blow up and, and do extremely well. And as much as we love that, we're also 
thinking a bit more consistently with the scale and, and with the testing so that we don't have to rely on catching that lightning in a bottle. And that's when it really comes down to uh, this system, this uh, TikTok Pilothouse flywheel that we have at the moment. We love um, a good flywheel on the All Killer No Filler podcast. The uh, TikTok creative flywheel is is so born, and I love this idea. This is so this resonates with me because we're we're working with influencers right now on on the D 2 C side, and we have a lot of ads that I see on a daily basis that are the the trends, and I think they're interesting and fun. But over time, it's always the ones that just refine a really great way to tell our brand story, to tell our values. That that you know, those are the ones that stand the test of time. That are maybe the ones that are most worth investing most of your time on. Would you agree? I would, yeah. And in terms of the testing, it can make you lean towards like, okay, if we want to convey the, the brand message um, and we want to like really refine down, we're not just like jumping on a, on a trend. I would urge people to not think super long-term about the creative that they're wanting to test. And what I mean by that is don't go into it thinking, okay, we got to make the messaging perfect and we have to make it match with the visuals perfectly. And we have to tell like this full arc story so that when we go through, it could flop. It could it could just flop and you just put all this time into something that you're hoping goes long term. But because it's uh, TikTok, you need to test volume. And that thing that you put the effort in as though it's going to be a long term piece uh, and it just flops. So kind of thinking about short term testing is actually what should be uh, top of mind to actually lengthen the usage that you can get out of that same creative and just like has a higher chance of finding winners. And just like starting with that is really where we start with the base. We go, keep it simple, test as much as we can, and then test with the structure that we'll kind of get into. And then we just convey that over to uh, a UGC coordinator like we have here at Pilot House. On one account, we use Nikita and she'll be joining us here so I can have her kind of talk about the, the sourcing side once we dump her with, with all the information that we want her to, uh, to cover. That's interesting. So this idea of, of focusing on these, these quality creatives, but at the same time, finding the balance where you're not investing heavily into scripted things. And really, I think the technical term for what you described is scrappy, being scrappy with it, be willing to test things, but then be able to have a system in place so that you can catch the difference between these, these creatives and replicate the ones that the aspects of these creatives that drove the greatest success, right? Yeah, you pr you pretty much uh, know that. I mean, scrappy is like pretty general, but then um, that's pr that's pretty accurate. Like, scrappy is great, but then also breaking down the elements within those creatives that not only make it scrappy, but then make it usable consistently, and and so that you can test it consistently on on TikTok. Practiced scrappy. I think I think we just coined the TikTok creative flywheel and the practice scrappy because you just refine your scrap game as you go. Uh, Nikita, what are you seeing with creatives? Well, the thing that I'm really interested in is how important are those first three seconds and what are the things that we're telling people to do in those first three seconds to really hook people? So everybody knows TikTok's a very fast-paced app and you have literally sometimes less than three seconds to grab somebody's attention. So our biggest focus is usually to get the product on screen within those first three seconds. And the most important thing that we try to do is figure out what your unique selling point is and how we can convey that in a way that's going to grab people's attention that is different. So like if you have a product that does something really cool, say it makes a noise or like it lights up or something, those are the kinds of things that we want put in there like right away 
Um, very rarely do you want to start with somebody, you know, kind of sitting there and talking to you and then, cause that's where you're going to lose attention very quickly. So with our, with our podcast ads, it'll be a pointing to the hat that someone's wearing or a showing of the, of the screen. I think in those first three seconds, knowing what, what, you know, what you're pointing to is obviously super critical. Um, and then Spencer, so what's, so what is this flywheel? What does, what, what does the process look like from start to finish? From start to finish, it's, it's, First of all, just identifying what the actual goals of the of the test are, and at Pilot House, it's getting sales. We're not necessarily very brand and awareness focused, so like that's where we come in and go. Sweet, we want to test for performance. We want to test a variety of it. That pretty much gets pushed down the line to Nikita, and we're trying to source through creatives, break down what we're wanting to test within that. A lot of the times, it's just. Pain points within voiceovers. Voiceovers are absolutely massive, especially for the variety testing. Um, and then getting B-roll and footage that is catchy for sure, but almost more important for this uh, for this style is something that can be used across different voiceovers. So we don't want to match. We don't want to come in and match um, just like a, a B-roll that has to go with a song, for example because that's just not going to be able to be used with anything except for that one song. So all this stuff needs to be conveyed to the person actually sourcing that creative, then comes back to us. We test that we test that content, see how it works, typically looking for a bit over what our ROAS goal on platform might be. We then go, great, we're going to iterate off this. All the elements allow, allow us to iterate off of it, and we just like roll through and, um, uh, and test that stuff over and over share the winnings over with uh, Nikita and, and the content team saying, this is what works. This is the element that we've identified that works. Let's get way more of that so we can make more. And then on our end, it's just scale out. You can double, triple, quadruple spend. And that's where we've seen a lot of our of our success and just like blast that spend through the roof and uh, and let it run. Can you tell me any of the things that actually that you, because when you start building your book, of scrap, as we say, practice scrap. Uh, can you give me an example of some of the things that you sort of learned over that, that you always, you know, so we've got the, Nikita had a great point, always show that product in the first three seconds. Are there any other, uh, you know, practiced scrap uh, value bombs that we can provide? Absolutely. The voiceovers, like I said, is super important. And testing all those things within the, the voiceovers is great. And like some some examples of what you should just start recording at at the officer, whoever you can kind of get to, to record it, to start testing it. Social proof, massive. Anything you can do to uh, refer to the amount sold, to the amount of reviews, the general reviews, or you've seen it on Amazon, perhaps. Something that that will get people thinking away from potentially the, the sketchier products that you might find on TikTok. Eric, I think you're familiar. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we don't talk about the weights that I bought on TikTok <laughs> that ended up being baby rattles. I don't know. You've been looking pretty good these days. It might be working. Yeah, that's right. It's, I've definitely been lifting uh, those 30 grams. Um, so it's social proof is massive. Uh, calling out that it is actually an ad works fantastic. Not necessarily even just saying like, hey, this is an ad, but uh, you could say, I saw this ad just last week, a friend sent it to me, I was skeptical at first, but then after checking it out, and then you can start putting social proof in there, wrap everything around, and then the third one that I would definitely recommend you test is saying it's viral on TikTok. Whether it is or it isn't, people love to hear it, so I would absolutely recommend test that out. It'll probably rock it for the brand, whichever brand you wanted to test. 
It's time to let your customers enjoy the products they love without the friction of reordering. That's why the world's most innovative brands like Pete's Coffee and Il Maquillage rely on order group subscriptions to build long-lasting customer relationships and deliver recurring revenue. Order Groove integrates with all e-commerce platforms, making the experience easy to manage and seamless for shoppers. From enrollment incentives to churn-fighting AI, Order Group gives your business the tools it needs to be the next big subscription success story. Visit ordergroove.com DTC to receive two months off your first contract. Those are some hot tips right there. I wanted to ask also about testing then when you're, when you are testing these ads, like what, what is, I actually haven't run, I've run a lot of Facebook ads in my day. I haven't run TikTok ads myself yet. When you're testing, what does a basic sort of testing campaign structure look like? Well, there's always more and more features coming out on, on TikTok. So almost like month to month, our, our strategy changes as it probably should, but we've, we've have seen pretty consistent uh, successes with uh, ABO testing on more narrow, specific audiences, and then obviously just blasting the spend when when, uh, when there's successes coming out there and hitting anywhere from five, eight, ten audiences within that that ABO campaign. It also depends on what your uh, budget is, and then we'll be hitting anywhere from three to five uh, creatives within each one of those campaigns, each one each and one of those ad sets. But then the CBO features have definitely been uh, improving over the past months, and especially if you're hitting broad uh, audiences. So typically we'll have a more narrow ABO campaign, and then right beside it, the same creative, will have a CBO campaign that'll be way more broad. TikTok gives suggested audiences that you can hit. That's a fantastic one. Open is also great, or if you're specifically targeting one gender, then open to that one gender is great. And then having a third one in there that might be a larger uh, sub-audience, something like e-commerce is one audience that does fantastic, or interested in performance is also another one. They're still quite broad, but a little bit less than than the other two. But then when the CBO kind of takes over, pretty early on, it'll allocate pretty heavily to the best performer. And then that campaign in particular has the best chance of scaling up the heaviest and for the longest. I think you uh, pretty much described the whole system here. We'll have it written out in the show notes, uh, as well as the write-up that we'll have on the podcast, so that people can uh, can try it themselves. I did. I, ju- I see. I did it again. I jumped ahead to the ads. I always want to talk about the ads, the geeky stuff. But we did. I think one of the hardest things that people you know have is is sourcing. Is really like going about the sourcing aspect of it. And Nikita, you spoke to a little bit about how you're doing the communications to really focus people on those you know those first few seconds and what they can do. What else are you seeing sort of from the front lines of sourcing that uh, our listeners can take to heart? So one of the biggest things that we've done is once we've gotten that first batch of scrappy content, as soon as we pull out any sort of winner, immediately we're looking to make iterations. So I'm contacting people who I think fit our brand, who have the great energy that we are looking for. Um, And a lot of it too, we base off of their own experience using TikTok. You want to work with your creator's strengths. You don't want to work against them, right? So our biggest thing is to give them the idea of exactly what we're looking for, but also then giving them a little bit of flexibility to add their own creative flair to it. And a lot of times we see some really, really solid stuff come out of that. Um, Another thing that we always do, like Spencer said before, is looking for content that we can use again and again and interchange with different audios and different musics. Um, A lot of the time it comes down to, we have like built up a section of really solid product shots 
that when I get content back from a creator, if they have designed something awesome that hits all the bullet points, but all of a sudden there's a section of their video that, you know, could be a little bit crisper, it's really easy for me to take that product shot and swap it out. And for us, that's really sped up our process because we no longer have to go back to these creators and ask for an additional revision. Um, and that helps us to keep up with the demand of TikTok because we fly through content just because of the pace that TikTok is at. Um, those would probably be our biggest things is just making sure you've got enough stuff to iterate on and keep rolling with it. It's such an opportunity. I haven't been in this game for so long, like the, you know, what it took to create a TV you know, commercial in the 2000s. Um, but now there's this opportunity where the platform is just, the content is so raw and people love it because it's so raw. And so there's just this incredible opportunity to innovate in all sorts of new ways for, for how you engage the customer. This is the first time I'd actually heard Spencer of this idea of like saying, hey, this is an ad or something like that, right? Because I think about my TikTok experience, I always just scan down to see if it's sponsored or not. And, and I generally don't listen to it unless it's one of our great ones. So that's interesting. I haven't even seen that approach yet of calling out that this is an ad, but that's, that's one, that's one step, you know, you know, people are creating careers off of like reading the news with a chip bag over their head or something, right? Like people are building media empires based on absolutely ridiculous things. So the opportunity for brands to establish audiences through ads and through organic on TikTok right now is just off the charts. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. We've seen the successes of it and I'm sure everyone that uses TikTok uh, has seen how many bad ads there are on platform. And that just opens up the opportunity for any brand that's able to break their creative down like we have here, something that, that you're going to be able to catch people's attention, give them what they want to hear, and then, you know, hopefully just sway them towards the brand in a way that organic, that TikTok users like to see. And we have seen it work absolute wonders. Like I said, with this uh, skincare brand, using it as the example again, we were really... Uh, hitting a ceiling for, for quite some time on, on Facebook, trying to make it work. And then once TikTok came around, that's when uh, we were able to just hit that creative in the tone that we wanted to. It took a little bit of testing, but then once we really were able to unlock it, we were very quickly spending you know 6X what they were on Facebook and having some of the biggest days on Shopify, all thanks to TikTok. That's crazy. Are we driving to uh, PDP? Uh or to pre-sales page content? PDP is shown to do best. Um, we are always testing little pre-sale pages and, and longer form pieces, but the, the winner is usually the product page, just showing them what they wanna see. The time on site is typically lower for TikTok users, and um, especially in prospecting, just showing right to the product page, people are able to see the price, if there's any sale that, that's associated with it, Everything, as long as all the information is there and the product page <laughs> doesn't look janky and sketchy, it's been our winners. I'm about to release a podcast with uh, Jones Road Beauty, uh, Cody Plofker, CMO, and he, uh, he, he basically does not run to any product page. He runs only to their quiz, which is this like interactive visual quiz. And then they mark it to the back end. And he's found better ROI from that than driving to the PDP page. I wonder if that's something you guys could test. That's super cool. Yeah, you should share him uh, this yeah. podcast, see if he takes anything from it, and I'll uh, be listening to that one with him. Take some notes. Yeah, for sure. We're going to get him to write a boardroom post for us as well. I'm, I'm very excited about that. So, Nikita, any uh, any other words on your part of the process for the flywheel, uh, the, the TikTok creative flywheel? 
I mean, I think we've done a pretty good job at covering all of it. Um, the biggest pain points that I would say to bring home with you would be to look at your ads and figure out exactly which elements are working. Um, pinpoint those and then find a way to recreate them and iterate, iterate, iterate. Um, that's usually what we've been doing and that's the success that we've seen. Um, that would be my biggest takeaway if I were somebody listening myself. And that'd be my notes for sure. We used to call it gold coin testing back. Uh, there was another company, I think, that coined that, but uh, we called it gold coin testing. We were kind of forging together the aspects of the ad that worked best. And you, when you find it, you put it in your pocket, and then that's your gold coin. Next time you build an ad, you add that gold coin to your new one. You try to forge like a bigger, better gold coin in this like conversion behemoth. That's that's the goal, eh, Spencer? Definitely. Um, a little bit easier easier said than done a lot of the time, especially when you're talking about uh, video creative because you know yeah. how do you do creative, that how do you pinpoint what's working uh, it's the same same idea of say you have three elements just seeing if you can isolate down to one of those elements and then when you actually test you have a very definitive winner and then you go not only do i know say on the voiceover side i know that this is the element that i was testing that i also have a winner and then i can take that winner build it on new b-roll for example or just like a new style of, of video. And that's kind of where like the, uh, the snowball effect happens. So as long as you test intelligently and you know which elements you're actually testing and then you can uh, utilize that, that's where we've seen all of our success come from, uh, especially on like this testing side of, of more the scrappy side opposed to the trend side, I suppose. And on top of that, don't get demoralized if the stuff isn't working, if just the if the lifespan of the creative is only lasting two, three days and you're finding that TikTok's just not allocating any any spend to it anymore. That's okay. That's TikTok telling you that it wouldn't work at, you know, 15K a day. And you wouldn't want to spend 15K a day on it. And it's just telling you those early signals. And that's where, where we then go back and work with our uh, UGC coordinators or what, whatever content we have to start testing again. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does, that's where the massive wins come in. And that's kind of what I would get across to these brands is that keep pushing through, even if you don't find success at the beginning, as long as you find little breadcrumbs to follow, eventually it's just going to absolutely take off. If there was a brand out there that wanted to work with you guys, like what 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 sort of brand are you looking for? Like we've seen some success with skincare now, and I know skincare is a really tough vertical, so it's it's great to hear. What other verticals are you really excited about for TikTok? Well, it's still a pretty new platform, and it is still uh, pushing a bit towards the younger demo. Although the middle age folk has definitely grown, like the demo has grown on TikTok. So jewelry is still something that that is which is absolutely crushing on, on TikTok. I would more so say that I'm really excited about all of the fun little products that, that people want that will really stand out opposed to, you know, like maybe like a little insurance company or, or, or something like that. It should have some kind of a flash value to it because um, you want it to stand out. I think watch brands. I'd like to see a watch brand on TikTok. I think we could absolutely crush a watch brand Definitely, on definitely. That, that's, a, that's a great show. All right. Well, if you're a watch brand listening to this, let's get it together and, uh, and and crush it here. So I want to thank you guys for coming on the All Killer No Filler podcast today. I hope people learned a lot about uh, TikTok. We're going to do a summary of this one. We don't always summarize All Killer No Filler, but we'll make sure we summarize this one and get it in the newsletter. Thanks, guys. Have a great uh, rest of your week. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.